This is Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, a congregation full of life and love with a legacy of outreach ministries. Everybody's invited to church in person Sunday at 10 a.m. and online at mountpleasantatl.org. And now, the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta. God, we thank you for your presence and your power in this place. Lord, you've ministered through the music. I ask now that you would minister through the message. Oh, God, I ask that you would give me your preaching power. I ask that you would open up the hearts of those listening. But God, we pray that there are receptive hearts. We ask, O oh God, that we won't be hearers of your word only, but doers as well. So in the mighty, matchless name of Christ, we pray. Let those who love the Lord say together, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, you can do better than that. Give the Lord praise for who he is. We thank him, we thank him. We thank him. This is the day that the Lord has made. Certainly we rejoice and we are glad in it. I don't know about you, but I woke up this morning with my mind on Jesus. And if your mind wasn't on Jesus, you ought to get your mind on him now. So thankful for the opportunity and invitation to share with you today a very high level of respect to Pastor Benton. Come on, let's praise God for him. We certainly, certainly thank God for his kindness. Uh, Y'all are looking at me wondering if I can preach. And I'm looking at you wondering if you can pray. Preaching and praying go hand in hand. There's praying in the pews, they'll be preaching in the pulpit. And so I ask this morning that you all uh, would pray uh, with me and for me as we deliver the word, as you help me in the words of Pastor Ben, get out of the valley this morning, get out of the valley. So we certainly, again, thank God for the opportunity. We thank God for these uh, preachers and pastors who are here. We thank God for all of the leaders of this church. You know, folk don't have to be nice. And when they are nice, they don't have to be nice to you. And so I'm uh, thankful and appreciative of the opportunity to share with you this morning. We certainly thank God for the music ministry as well, leading us in worship through song. Turn with me to 1 John. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, where we will lift up verses 14 and 15. 1 John, the epistle of 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. We ask that when you have it, you would indicate that by saying, Amen. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 reads like this. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, 
in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. I'd like to preach about this morning, God answers prayer. God answers prayer. Maybe you've heard the name William Carey. He's known as the father of modern missionary work. He started his missionary career after he received a call from God to go throughout all of the nation sharing and showing the love of Jesus Christ. Although he was out doing God's work, sharing the gospel, leading souls to a trusting relationship with Christ, he had a sister who was quadriplegic. She was handcuffed to a bed. She was unable to move, but day in and day out, his sister prayed for him that God would open up doors for him to share the gospel. He had a sister who had a firm belief that God answers prayer. There are many of you who are here today because of answered prayer. There are many of us who are serving in church because of answered prayer. Prayer. There are many of us who are holding up the blood-stained banner of our Lord because of answered prayer. We know that prayer is an effective tool in maturing us in the faith, yet so many of us fail to exercise the wonderful privilege of prayer. The enemy desires to defeat you in the area of prayer so that you won't have access to God. There are many who fail to pray because they feel like they've asked the Lord to do things for him before and he hasn't done it. There are others who fail to pray because they operate from spiritual arrogance they believe that they can make it on their own. They think that they can maintain with their own resources. They live a life as if there is no need for God. Here in our text today, the Apostle John, our elder brother in the faith, says a word to us about the ministry of prayer. This text is tailored to teach us that when we pray according to God's will, God hears and answers our prayer. Can I say that slow so I can say it some more? When we pray according to God's will, God hears and answers our prayer. Here John gives us three components of prayer. And if you would just pray with me a while here, I, I want to help us to see these three 
components of prayer. Number one, the text shows us the confidence in prayer. The confidence in prayer. Verse 14 says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him. The Apostle John is writing to believers who are near Ephesus. And they are struggling because there are false teachers in the church. And the false teachers have threatened the security of their faith. False teachers have caused many believers to lose confidence in the finished work of Jesus Christ and the ongoing ministry of his spirit within the church. So John writes to encourage these believers to have fellowship in him. In chapter 5, John reminds us of the assurances. Let's church shout assurances. He reminds us of the assurances that we have as believers. In verse 13, John says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. The focus of verse 13 is confidence of our salvation. Can I help y'all this morning? Salvation is a gift that God gives us that can never be revoked from us. Salvation is a divine gift that comes from God that the enemy cannot take away from you. Dr. Adrian Rogers of the Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee famously said that you have a hope soul salvation but you need to move to a no-soul salvation. You don't need to be guessing about your salvation. Uh, you don't need to be hoping in your salvation. You ought to have a rock-solid conviction that you have been born again. Then he moves in verse 14 from talking about confidence in our eternal security to now talking about confidence in prayer. Both things work together. You can't have confidence in your prayer if you don't have confidence in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Because you've been saved, because you've been sanctified, because you've been brought out of darkness into God's marvelous light, then you know that you can talk to God freely. That word confidence in the Greek literally means the freedom of speech. It means to Come before God boldly. The writer of Hebrews tells us that because of Jesus Christ, we can approach God's 
throne of grace with holy boldness. In other words, in your prayer, you don't have to doubt if God hears you. You don't have to wonder if God hears you. The word of God tells us that when we pray, our attitudinal disposition ought to be that of confidence because we know that we've been born again. Thank God for the season, saints. They will say, I know I've been changed. I know I've been changed. How do you know the angels in heaven have signed my name? I don't mean to pry in your business this morning, but is there anybody here who knows that you're saved? Is there anybody here who knows that you've been born again? Is there anybody here who knows that God's spirit lives in you? It's the basis of your faith walk with Christ that ought to produce boldness when you pray. God's means of provision in your life is the ministry of prayer. God in his providence has arranged prayer to get believers what we need. You know, the biggest tragedy of prayer is not unanswered prayer. It's unasked prayer. And many of us fail to ask God for what we need because we lack the confidence of our relationship with him. The writer tells us about confidence in prayer. He now says a word to us about the conditions of prayer. Let church shout the conditions. Look at what he says. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Our prayers must be subjected to God's will. Often, unfortunately, we treat God as a genie in the bottle. We go to God with our plan for our life. We go to God with our agenda for our life. We go to God with our list of what we want God to do. But that is not the biblical ministry of prayer. The Bible tells us from Jesus when he modeled to the disciples how they were to pray. He says, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. The biblical pattern for prayer is not telling God what we want. But the biblical pattern for prayer is seeking God's will. And praying that God's will would be done in our life. Well Pastor Alexander, how do I know God's will? You know we've complicated the will of God. We've made ascertaining God's will some mysterious enterprise. But knowing the will of God is simple. Can I let you in on a secret this morning? 
The will of God is the word of God. And if you want to be in his will, then you have to be centered in his word. His word reveals to us what God desires from us in living. If you want to know God's will, get in his word. He says that when you pray and your prayers are subordinate to his will, he will hear you when you pray. Clark Sisters have a song that says, the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. Is there anybody here who wants to be in his will? Pastor Maurice Watson says, you don't need to be in the suburbs of his will. You need to be in the downtown main street area of his will. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in the periphery of his will. I, I want to be centered and stationed in God's will for me. If you want to build maturity in the area of prayer, John tells us today to pray for God's will. Lord, I want to know your will for my family. Lord, I want to know your will for my finances. Lord, I want to know your will for my future. Lord, I want to know your will for my faith. You need to become acquainted with God's will. And when you pray his will, you can rest your head on the pillow of his promise that God will hear you when you pray. Gives us the conditions to prayer. Gives us the confidence of prayer. But lastly, the text is tailored to teach us the consolation from prayer. The consolation from prayer. Let church shout consolation. That's good news, church. When we go to God seeking his will, when we go to God with holy boldness emanating from our walk with him, look at the promise that the apostle John gives us. Verse 15, and if we know he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked him for. John says, quite simply, God answers prayer. See, there are many folk who believe that when you pray to God, he has to put your prayer on hold and figure out what he plans to do. I want to tell you that's an erroneous view of prayer. That's not how prayer works. The minute you release your prayer to God, God gives an answer in that instance. Now, in God's sovereignty, 
He will sometimes withhold the answer from you and wait until his timing to reveal it. But please know that you can hang your hat on the truth that when you pray, God doesn't have you on hold. When you pray, God doesn't have to wait to get back to you. When you pray, at the minute you release it, God answers prayer. Now, there's somebody here who knows that to be a reality in your own life. Say, so anybody here who can testify that in your faith journey, you know from the inside of yourself, you know from the experience of your life that God answers prayer. Now, there are many who've bought into the American idea of rugged individualism, believing that you pulled yourself up by your bootstrap. But can I preach to some people who can testify that you didn't even have a boot to pull yourself up from? Is there anybody here who can testify that you are here today because God answered your prayer? Don't fool me here now. But is there anybody who can testify that you're in this sanctuary this morning because of answered prayer? And I don't know how you feel here on this Sunday morning, but I thank God that when I go to him in prayer, that he's promised that not only will uh, he hear me uh, when I pray, uh, but the Lord uh, has promised that he will answer prayer. If you don't mind, can you look over at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God answers prayer. And I don't know how you feel on this Sunday morning, but I thank God that all I got to do is just have a little talk with Jesus. Is there anybody in the room who can testify that you've called on the Lord and he came to your rescue? Is there anybody in the room who can testify that late in a midnight hour all you gotta do is just call on the name of Jesus and I don't mean to get in your business this morning but is there anybody in the room who can testify that he heard you when you prayed and when you go to God you don't have to know uh, Elizabethan English. You don't have to go to God saying, here it is now, Father, that I come to you knee-bent and body-bound. You don't have to say to him, here it is that I come to you, an empty pitcher before an everlasting fountain. But is there anybody in the room who ever got in a jam and all you could say 
was Lord have mercy don't you fool me now if you call on him I dare you to stand on your feet and lift up those chocolate hands and say thank you Jesus come on shout thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for hearing me when I prayed I know that I can call on him because he always shows up is there anybody here who can testify that he's always on time he may not come when you want him but he'll show up right on time if you don't mind can you look to your neighbor and say neighbor he's always on time I thank him that I can call on him I dare you to just take a moment here this morning and call on him he's the seed of the woman he's the Passover lamb he's a high priest he's a wheel in the middle of a wheel he's a bright and morning star he's Matthew's king he's Mark's suffering servant he's Luke's great physician he's John's word made flesh he's Acts Holy Ghost on fire he's the moderator of heaven he's Bethlehem's hero he's grandmama's leaning cane is there anybody here who knows him what's his name what's his name somebody shout Jesus somebody shout Jesus Jesus in the morning Jesus in the evening anybody know him there's hope in his name there's healing in his name there's restoration in his name there's power in his name thank him for his name why you calling on his name because Jesus went to the cross he hung bled and died is there anybody here who know he died he died to the sun stop shining he died to the moon gave up his glistening glory he died to the soldier said surely somebody shout surely surely this must be the son of man but I'm so glad he didn't stay dead Early Sunday morning what did he do what did he do he got up with all power if you know he got up shout yes shout yes shout yes yeah yeah 
You've been listening to the Mount on the Go podcast. If you've been enjoying the word, please consider donating to the Mount Pleasant ministry. We have various ways that you can give to the ministry to allow us to become better in our pursuit of delivering God's word to you. You can give via PayPal at mtpleasantatl.org. You can give via Zale, info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also give via Square and Givelify. For Givelify, just search for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church with our address, 17 Melton Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll be in the right place. In addition to all these options, you're always welcome and invited to grab an envelope and have cash or checks sent to the church, whose address is again, 17 Melton Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. For questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us at info at mtpleasantatl.org. That's info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also visit our website, www.mountpleasantatl.org, to follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the video version of the podcast. Our services are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are more than welcome to visit the church in person every Sunday 
at the same time. Thank you so much for listening.